This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Uh, we have sort of a problem here. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome again to the Blurring the Lines podcast, episode 50. 50. Five zero. I think that means that uh, our uh, show is officially over the hill, if that's where the <laughs> benchmark is right now. I don't know. It's a bit of a milestone, half centennial. Uh, I am your host, Peter Nicolaitis, and joining me as always is my co-host, Adam Bell. Hey, Peter. Hello, hello. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're doing things. We're uh, recording on a Thursday because tomorrow is uh, a little bit busy because my schedule has been thrown into chaos. Uh, as you know, I work in information security, and uh, there's this little tiny event that some people have heard of called the uh, WannaCry worm and associated ransomware has been um, making a lot of work for me and my colleagues. I would say you did a good job on writing that virus, Peter. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. We've been busy trying to collect all the ransom. <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> oh, Lordy. So, uh, yeah, no, not not at all what I meant. Um so uh, yeah, uh, the the um, wanna cry, wanna crypt, wanna whatever you want to call it. It's got a few different names. Um, yeah, interesting little uh, ransomware. If you don't know anything about it yet, then you live under a rock and are probably not tech savvy enough to be listening to this show. So <laughs> I will spare but, you the details. But listen on anyway, because we're about ready to make your night go better. You'll sleep better. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah ransomware uh has uh it's been pounding on the doors i am happy to report that um none of our client systems or systems that i'm responsible for so far as of 518 have been affected by it um in fact i haven't even actually seen any indication of it successfully contacting uh, any of the networks we manage. Mm -hmm. So we seem to have really dodged this bullet, like literally dodged it. It hasn't come to us. Uh, It is quite likely that there are some firewalls and, um, you know, email filters and things or, or, you know, mostly firewall worms and stuff because I haven't seen actual uh, evidence that it has gotten in as emails. Um, so, um, you know, it seems like it's been blocked. You know, it was spreading by open port 445, and we don't have port 445 open on any of the systems we manage mm-hmm. to the Internet. So there you go. It's just not required. You know, you don't need to have that service open. So, uh, yeah. So I've been reading a lot of different uh, articles and hearing a lot about, um, you know, different um uh, pundits who are expressing opinions saying that, um, you know, if you got hit by WannaCry, it's your own fault. Uh, you should have patched, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I've heard, like, um, you know, the more uh, 
uh, philosophical side of things are saying, no, we, you know, this is a larger problem. You know, you shouldn't have to apply patches, uh, blah, blah, blah. I've heard that it's the vendor's fault because they shouldn't have allowed this to ever happen. I've heard all sorts of different um, arguments. Where do you come down on this? Um, well, I think it was definitely on us to, to, to patch the vulnerability because it's been out since March. We've known about that, and, and we knew it was bad because everybody said it was bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, you just we, – we can't take 100% of that. <laughs> when, you say, when you say it's on us, do you mean us, the end users, or us, the guys who are um, – are require are, are responsible for patching and stuff. Um, well, I will step lightly onto my soapbox, and that that you people that don't know anything about computers, they should learn a little bit, just like an automobile owner should know a little bit. They should know how to check the oil. You don't have to change it. You don't have, but you should be able to know if you have. Oil in oil. your yeah. <laughs> you should be able to know if you have oil in your engine, air in your tires, extra gas credit gas. Well, that's that's a given. Extra credit if you could check the transmission fluid. Uh, you know that would be extra credit. But you should be able to know some very basic things. So it drives me insane when people won't even learn how to run windows update or just let windows update run on their computer i don't i don't i don't understand these computer things i don't even try please try (laughs) i mean you wouldn't say i don't understand how the oil runs through my engine so i don't care if it's got oil or not uh (laughs) hold on (laughs) i thought you had teenage daughters (laughs) they they have to know they they don't get to drive if they I'm a little. I'm. I make them know how to change a tire before they can drive a vehicle. Oh well, you're from the south. (laughs) (laughs) So so yes, from the business standpoint, businesses that I'm protecting, it's my responsibility to make sure that my users' computers are protected. The home Mm -hmm. user, I mean, people have a responsibility to help themselves a little bit. You know, Mm -hmm. you could run updates with having no knowledge. Uh, it's a little slider bar check for updates no updates i guess that's it (laughs) (laughs) oh five updates okay oh how am i going to install them oh the button that says install now yes yes Mm -hmm. that's the one (laughs) yeah i i tend to agree with you on that um i as you know when i was more involved in marketing and trying to you know expand the uh the business to small businesses and stuff i spent a lot of time sending out you know free reports and blog posts and even direct mail letters to people trying to get their attention to tell them stuff like this and even my current clients and i burned out on that you know, I'm, I'm tired of trying to tell people about all these things. If if the major headlines don't wake you up to a point where you have to ask yourself at least, huh, I wonder if we need to think about computer security or, huh, I wonder if my home computer could be hit by this thing or, huh, what would I lose if I got hit by this thing? Then I really don't have any sympathy for you. 
mm-hmm. you know i'm i i say you know vendors uh, we ought to do a better job and they are you know apple and microsoft they're getting a lot better about forcing these patches down you know you can still deny them if you know what you're doing uh and and big companies have to take some time they have to test these things because there is a chance that a patch could break things yes yeah. i understand um but I see it as a significantly larger chance that a patch is not going to protect you from something that you're going to get clobbered by if you don't apply it. So I'm always, you know, more of a fan. You know, our, our patching cycles, both for uh, for my company and, you know, for uh, the, the hospital where I have this engagement, um, we've got very aggressive patching cycles. And that's a really good thing. You know, yeah. it, it keeps stuff running. And it's been so extremely rare that we've come across patches that have actually broken anything. Uh, it happens. Don't get me wrong. It happens. But I've dealt with a lot more virus, uh, worm, and you know, like ransomware infections than I have systems that were broken due to failed patches. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, I definitely I, I take the patches for my own internal systems, my own personal systems and stuff. I take as soon as they're available, we take them. Mm-hmm. I jump ahead even of our own um, patching uh, cycle that we do. You know, like I'm a I'm a pre beta you know tester for mm-hmm. stuff. So as soon as updates are available, I'm like apply it every single day. Yeah, and uh, you know I'm not knock on wood <laughs> that's okay mm-hmm. now when i was a tester when i had the uh, windows 10 uh, you know the early the the preview releases and those updates and stuff that sucked mm-hmm. that that felt like a real beta that was like beta <laughs> software in the 90s that that was the way i remembered it and remembered why you would not want to take early release candidate software mm-hmm. um so i stopped that i figured it didn't need it that badly uh, but nowadays, you know, as far as mainstream Windows updates, mainstream Office updates and stuff like that, they're pretty solid. You know, it's it's pretty good. So there's no reason not to. Um, but you touched on one thing, too, is it's a mistake that a lot of people just assume, yeah, it's being taken care of, mm-hmm. you know, or, yeah, my IT people, they take care of that. When was the last time you checked? When was the last time you <laughs> asked and, you know, confirmed that they really do take care of that? Mm-hmm. So... So, yeah, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and oh, there was some other point. I'm doing better at listening, but I'm doing I'm doing better at listening instead of waiting to talk. And I, now I'm doing a better job of forgetting what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> well, it's because you're not on satellite today. <laughs> yeah. So you're giving yourself too long. You know, it, it's, it's not you. It's um, I, I hear that happens to podcasts over 50. I guess I guess that's so. <laughs> I'm, I might need a pill for that. <laughs> one in oh, five. One in five. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the well, you said that you didn't have any. I have. Um, I've had pieces of that virus and variants of it uh, show up on computers, and they have been uh, one of them a vendor was on it i'm not going to say which vendor because of just that's <laughs> not good pr uh but a a well-known vendor was on it and they brought it on 
but we're not 100% sure that they brought it on or the office manager who was running as administrator brought it on because her computer was also infected. But it got parts. You know, it didn't because the patches were in place. We are mm-hmm. we had the system wasn't vulnerable, but the pieces still tried to kick off and tried to run and tried to replicate and so the, my guys were able to cl- clean it up, clean up the parts, but it still right. was nasty because you still don't have a warm and fuzzy about that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> your your system was infected. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's not a good thing. Yeah. And and again, you know, with with stuff like this too, you can never really be a hundred percent positive. If something bad got on your system, mm-hmm. it could have done other bad stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, like, I was having this discussion with uh, two of my colleagues, and one of them was like, well, there's this script component, and then there's this piece that, there's there's the worm part, and then there's the ransomware part, and then there's the script that goes out to the internet to try to phone home to do this, and and I said, yeah, but who cares? We yeah. want to stop it all, and if we <laughs> yeah. see any of it, we got a problem, you know, yeah. so... So like I was, uh, you know, he was taking a higher level view of things and, you know, trying to like see the big picture. And I'm like, I don't care. I just want to take measures to scan for this damn thing and stop it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Done. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway. Well, and we actually uh, just switched antivirus providers before before mm-hmm. this came out. Uh, so we're we're signed up with Carver now, who is reselling the Sentinel-1 product. Right. And it is doing logging, like huge logging uh, for forensic recovery of this thing. So right. it would have been really awesome to find out like what you described. Okay, did the script piece, where's it? Where's the worm piece where's the you know where are all the pieces of this thing so you can have a much better warm and fuzzy about hey we're clean (laughs) yeah 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 exactly and that's one thing uh, you know as you know more and you're 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 starting to come around um but uh sophos and their intercept x you know has the the same uh you know the same thing with the root uh root cause and kill chain report and detection and stuff mm-hmm. so um yeah it's it's pretty slick that um they they published a video on it um just to to youtube and they demonstrated uh how it stops you know how it how it um uh intercepts uh wanna cry sorry i couldn't remember the name for a second (laughs) and uh just like the when i saw the first demo of it a year ago you know i looked at it and i was like that is amazing how much, you know, like how many hours of time that saves me when I have to do you know, forensics investigations of stuff. And I was like, I was so glad that I had just gone through a 37 hour course and learned how to dissect <laughs> these things and tear it apart. And now you guys come out and, you know, for literally, you know, pennies a day, I can have this same technology deployed to all my clients if I wanted to. Uh, Okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. So yeah. So that's uh, that's where we are. I mean, it. We're like you said, knock on wood. We're we've had pieces and and we've still got users that are clicking links and emails and. Oh dear God. Um. Or they uh, 
they forward them on to me and say, is this a virus? Yeah. Should I click this link? <laughs> I, or, yeah. It's always better than should I or I click this link. Um, we had a, uh, we did have somebody click one of those links last week and then pretend mm-hmm. like they didn't. <laughs> so yeah. so cool yeah okay thanks thank you thank, thank you, you. <laughs> all right well and we talked about this before the show so we were looking at the previous episodes that uh our very first episode yes. was about ransomware and here we are uh. episode 50 <laughs> ransomware huh. <laughs> funny how that happens yeah. uh yeah but, your comment was great how ironic yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, amazing at least, at least we haven't talked about it 50 times because that would stink <laughs> <laughs> that, that's awesome <laughs> yeah it's the ransomware podcast <laughs> yeah what are we going to uh, talk about today all right ransomware, ransomware. yeah great yeah yeah okay thanks uh-huh. uh brother so um yeah shameless plug i will include a link in the show notes again if you are interested in seeing um what a modern endpoint uh protection program should be able to do uh i'll put a copy i'll put a link in the show notes to you know to sophos uh, website and they've got a little just a two minute video and you can see exactly what it does mm-hmm. and uh it's great again they're not the only ones who do this mm-hmm. but there are a lot of major antivirus vendors out there that do not do this yeah and you know that's the thing that you want to be aware of so well, and, and you know what sold me on Carver is that they are actually watching it for me. And, mm-hmm. it's, and it's not that I don't want to watch my antivirus definitions. I have a team of four. Mm-hmm. And they don't stay up all night looking for, qu- waiting on a quarantine ding. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So so these guys have a knock and they're watching and they're they're letting me know when yep. my clients so it's it's like I've hired another technician who's dedicated to viruses which mm-hmm. I I like a lot. Well, with us we, you know, IntercepTX is the cloud version, so that is all hosted, maintained and monitored by Sophos. Mhm. So, similar similar capabilities right there. So Nice. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, like I said, it's a good thing, good time to uh, just take a second, take a, you know, a minute, check your system. Is it up to date? You know, if you look at your system's updates, whether it's a Mac or a Windows box, and you see like the last time that you saw that it was updated was in 2016, um, do something. (laughs) (laughs) You know what else I'm going to do is I'm going to put how to keep your Windows up to date link in there. Since I complained, uh, I, <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm going to send a screenshot of where to go to check your update statuses. <laughs> Here, I'll make one on the Mac and you make one on Windows. Uh, what are you running? Windows 10? What do you got? I am on Windows 8.1 on this computer. All right. Well, I've got a 7 and a 10 box here. So let's put screenshots on uh, where to check on all three of them. All right. I'll do that. And on, on a Mac while we're at it. There you go. That'll bore the hell out of people. (laughs) But you know what? It'll keep them safe. (laughs) Okay. So, let's talk about something fun. 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 Okay. What about... So, 
everybody is, you know, a buddy of mine. He's, well, actually, Ken Scott. We've had Ken Scott on the show. It's been a long time. But he's, but he's been on the show. And a long time ago, I guess it was about eight years ago, he's like, one of these days, you know, his raspy voice, one of these days we're all going to be watching TV on IP. And that's every, you know, CBS, ABC, they're being idiots not to realize that everybody should be watching from IP. We'll save bandwidth on our cables and our TV broadband, you know, because a satellite signal or whatever signal is broadcasting everything. Com- you know, cable's got every TV show in there, and the bandwidth is huge. If you've got an IP stream, it's just one thing. That's all that you're watching on TV. So, but anyway, so now you don't watch episode. you know, like, were you in college when Friends was on? I think that was around that. I don't remember when it started, but I think so. Maybe. I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, you when did you graduate college? Ninety six. A little earlier than that. <laughs> <laughs> a little earlier. <laughs> a little earlier than that. All right. Well, well, like uh, on Thursday nights, everybody you know must see TV. Everybody yes. watched. Oh, yeah. Everybody watched Friends, and oh, then dude, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is still like that now. You don't have to go back twenty <laughs> years or more. Yeah. You know? So I mean, you have it. The episodes they get released. You watch them. So like now, I love I, I love Bosch on Amazon. You have recommended that to me, and uh, so far I have not yet uh, uh, not not checked it out yet. Yeah, it's kind of gritty, hard-boiled cop, you know. So it, it it's not for everybody, but I I, I really enjoy it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a lot of language. It's not uh, it's not kid friendly. It's an adult show, but right. But you get the episode, and then just one day. You know, like I look and I wait in Amazon, and then boom, season three is now available to watch. Yes. So I actually have to meter myself yes. to, to not watch, you know, two or three episodes at one sit down and in a week off watch the whole season. I'm like, it took me less time to watch the whole season than it took for them to record it. I'll never be satisfied like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but a lot of time goes into the uh, creation of these things. I mean, they, yeah. they they all take so long. You can't measure it by that. Well, yeah, but, but like you get done with you you took a week and watched the entire season, and now you got to wait five and a half months for the next season to come out. <laughs> yes, there is that. But even if you pace yourself, you know, usually it's a matter of weeks of watching and a matter of uh, uh, you know months of waiting. Yeah, yeah. So it's true. It's def, you know, you have you have the weight, but it's definitely changed the way that you watch TV. Oh, absolutely. Um, I I'm not. I enjoy it. I don't, don't get me wrong. I do enjoy it. It's just it's totally different than broadcast TV. You know, the the DVR helped get us out of uh, having to watch commercials, and you let a season build up, and then you binge watch them. I mean. That's a new term. I binge watching. watching. <laughs> yeah, but but I know it, it is new, but it really shouldn't be because like Netflix used to allow you to do that, you mm-hmm. know, when you you would get an entire season. But that said, you had to wait for the season to come out. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm talking about Netflix back when it really should have been disc flicks. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, back before they were online or anything on the net. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, used to do that. Like, that's how I would watch Lost. We got mm-hmm. lost on DVD, and I would just watch that. And what really sucked was watching seasons that were still in development and in production, because I would start and like watch the first three seasons at full speed, and then all of a sudden, boom, back down to a crawl. <laughs> yep. <laughs> as we wait for them to come out with another season. <laughs> so it is interesting. So I don't know. I I like it, um, and. You know, like they're bringing one thing they're doing. So like Twin Peaks. Did you ever watch that in the 90s? I never watched Twin Peaks, but I have heard. You've heard <laughs> that? <laughs> that? <Yeah. laughs> what what have you heard? Take over. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, oh, okay. You're waiting. Oh, so I, it is. Okay, so Twin Peaks, I can see why it went off the air. Mm -hmm. Season one was excellent. Mm -hmm. It was uh, quirky. It had Mm -hmm. these, like, making fun of soap opera dramas. Yet it kind of was one. And then there was this mystery to it. And then this supernatural to it. And FBI guy. And this all this quirkiness. And season one was like nine episodes it's like you're like oh man that wasn't enough it was really good oh so like a full full length season of tv today yeah <laughs> so the the first season was actually it was 10 episodes and then season two was actually 20 episodes so the first season was excellent the first half of season two was good but it started to be like way over the top in the soap opera part like, oh, well, they, the producers really got, you know, over the top here. So not a big deal because the story was still good. And then the second part of season two was like completely soap opera drama. I was like, this is a daytime soap. I'm not watching. I can't even make myself watch the end of it. But mm-hmm. they uh, apparently they've got the new version coming out. So like 20 or 30 years later, whatever it is they've got now, is it is it a, is it resuming or is it a reboot i think i think it's resuming with the because the characters are way too old to <laughs> you know? i mean it has to oh, be yeah. like like later so oh, that's cool yeah so it, i think it'd be cool I and mean, what's funny is uh david Duchovny is in it you know of course x-files, X-Files. was yeah x-files was huge during that time so david yes. Duchovny's a cameo and i saw his name in the credits i was like oh cool david Duchovny's in because we were huge x-files sunday night we yes. we didn't answer the phone because we were watching <laughs> x-files and uh you know so david Duchovny's in it what's funny is he plays a character whose name is dennis but the very first episode you see him, he's Denise. He's in drag. He's <laughs> he's he's this. He went on a. He decided he'd become a crossdresser. <laughs> so Ooh, it was okay. hilarious. So he didn't make an awesomely attractive woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So, but anyway, I would have never. I would have never seen that without Netflix, because you know yep. who recorded that? Nobody did. Somebody did, yep. but back in the day yeah and if they did they would have re- recorded it on what vhs 
Yeah, it certainly wouldn't good, have been on digital. <laughs> good luck watching that nowadays. <laughs> have fun. I do have a VCR still. <laughs> Does it work? Yeah, yeah. We, we've got Disney tapes. I still got... Uh, <laughs> that's right. Teenage girls. Teenage girls. <laughs> <laughs> you are nevertheless a parent. <laughs> so. so, so cool. All right. What else? What else we want to talk about today? So it's hot up there, right? It is hot. Yeah, summer has finally hit. Uh, we had a couple of days in the 80s, and uh, today it was 92. Yeah. And wow. <laughs> it, it's just like, that, that's, that's, a, that's a heat wave. But uh, supposedly it's going to be dropping back down to uh, the 60s this weekend. So okay. you, don't, yeah. you, you don't have a Bostonian wife beater on, though. No, today's just a t-shirt, t-shirt day. <laughs> um, I, I will go, but but I, I'm wearing shorts right now, and I don't generally wear the uh, the tank top with shorts. That's just a little too revealing, if you get my point. You know? <laughs> so uh, you know, I want to send the wrong impression. Don't want to you know have people thinking the wrong thing. I'm not that kind of guy. So, uh, but I'll wear it. I'll wear it with jeans. But today I decided to opt for the shorts over the uh, over the tank top. All right, the. Uh but you're wearing runner shorts, right? The the ones that are slit way up the side. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> These are just, uh, you know, plain old, uh, I don't even remember what they're called. Something I picked up from J. Crew a few years ago that look astonishingly similar to the ones that they're selling today. So not that out, out of fashion as far as J. Crew is concerned. I can't wait till the shorts get a little bit shorter again. Because I don't want ones that are up, you know, so high that that's just silly. But I can't stand the shorts that touch my knees when I'm walking. I yeah. Because you get sweaty. You know, I'm like, these aren't cooler than pants. The only thing that's cool <laughs> is my calves. <laughs> well, you want to have cool calves, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I guess, uh, I guess you only have to shave from the knee down. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, I was really disappointed today to uh, find that um, I have a Sonos update available. Uh huh. Uh huh. And it's a beta update, so it's not the regular Sonos controller; it's their beta controller. Now you might ask why I was disappointed. Why were you disappointed? Well, I thought that this was going to be testing out the Alexa integration, mm -hmm. but it doesn't look like it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. so I'm disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, I, you know, it's funny as I've got mine set up to where I've got my lights to come on at the office when I get like, and it, Whenever you get close, I don't know what the actual distance is when it turns the mm -hmm. lights on. Mm -hmm. But my guys have not noticed, or if they have noticed, they haven't said anything, that my office lights come on every time I get close. <laughs> they probably haven't noticed. <laughs> yeah, I suspect they haven't. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of oblivious. <laughs> you guys ever notice anything? What? Huh? huh? <laughs> yeah. What do you do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, brother. So, yeah, no Alexa update, unfortunately. I was hoping to have that. And just double-checking, did I miss something? No, sadly, I did not. Darn it. Mm -hmm. Sigh. Well, w 
we recorded on your birthday. Uh, my birthday's actually tomorrow, so. Oh, I didn't know that. Is it listed on Facebook? Would it have reminded me? Uh, probably. And I and and I don't look bad for fifty. <laughs> You've told us on the podcast how old you are, <laughs> which makes it funny. <laughs> yeah. But I figure if I, uh, uh, you know, if I tell everybody I'm fifty, they'll say, "Man, you look good." <laughs> there <Thanks>. you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy. So uh, yeah, so I just uh, got our screenshots ready, and I'll uh, show these to everybody so you can figure out how to go about updating your system. I mean, seriously, if you have a question about how to check your Windows updates or your systems updates or something, get in touch with us. Let us know. I, we're not. We won't. We won't bill you for answering this question, right? <laughs> and we won't shame seriously. you either. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, not publicly anyway. Yeah. <laughs> only, only, only direct me. You know, if you message us on Twitter, we'll like just you know like send back with hashtag idiot or something. Or, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. Uh, I, I guess you haven't finished the Dale Carnegie book on how to win friends and influence people. Not yet. No, that is. Um, there's the follow-up version. The, the second, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the second book that follows it is uh, how to, um, you know, piss off the people who really fry your eggs or something like that. I forget <laughs> what it's called, but uh, it's along the same lines, right. similar yeah. vein. Yeah, yeah. So cool. So, um, oh, I did successfully close on my condo. Cheers. Yes, and. As 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 expected, this was just as an annoying uh, <laughs> uh, uh, experience as it was the last time. Mm-hmm. Um, we went through uh, the whole process, and again, because I'm self-employed to an extent, you know, I have to put all this money, and just like the last time I financed with these people, I took out some money from the bank and therefore they told me that I had to hire a CPA to do a financial analysis to make sure that my taking money out of the business wasn't going to negatively impact the business. For real. For real. <laughs> I thought we'd, we didn't, we didn't cover this on the, uh, on the podcast. I thought oh, we had. No, I didn't hear oh. this. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> have a seat people. <laughs> so, um, yeah. When, they, when the way it works around here is when you make an offer on a property, you put a thousand dollars down, you know, good faith, and then within ten days, once the offer is being uh, has been accepted, you have to put down five percent, mm-hmm. and then when it comes to the closing, you have to put down the rest of you know whatever you're financing. So if you're financing twenty percent, twenty five, thirty, or whatever, you have to you know put that rest of the down payment down. Mm-hmm. So I got to the bank that day and once again, just not paying attention, just like with my checks to the IRS, I took the money directly out of one of my business accounts and had them write a cashier's check for that (laughs) because I'm dumb. (laughs) What I should have done was transferred it into my personal account and then had a cashier's check drawn from that and I didn't do that. And because I didn't do that, the bank said, Wait, what's this bank account? We've never seen this before. We need all the last few months history from your business. 
So uh, I gave that to them. I was like, okay, here it is. And then they said, okay, you need a, uh, a letter from your CPA showing that the money you took out will not negatively affect your business. And I said, <laughs> I don't have a CPA. <laughs> and they said, all right, well, we need a letter from uh, whoever does your taxes. I said, the person who does my taxes, A, is not stupid enough to fall for your stupid attempt to get him to accept in some way liability for this if I can't pay. And two, he's not a business analyst. That's not his training. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do He knows taxes. You know, he's not any more qualified to determine whether my business will be negatively impacted by me taking this money out, you know, or not. And they said, oh, okay, well, do you have a bookkeeper? They could write that for you. I was like, okay, so you basically want anybody other than me to sign off on this. <laughs> you yeah. know, think about this. You know, I could I could have some kid down the street balancing my checkbook and you'll take his word over mine. The guy <laughs> yeah. who has run this business for over 20 years and should have, you know, a pretty good idea of what it can take <laughs> yeah. as far as distributions go. Mm-hmm. But no, no, they don't want to listen to that. <laughs> so I posted a job on upwork.com just like I had to do the last time I went through this. Oh, can you beep me? I really want to say it. <laughs> Baloney. Um, and I paid an accountant a couple hundred bucks to look at my P&Ls, my AR, and my balance sheet and my you know account balances. And I said, look, this is what I got. I took out twenty five thousand dollars. Here's my situation. You know, blah blah blah. And he wrote back and you know said, yep, looks fine based on this and this from what I've been shown. Um, and you know, with the usual, like, I'm not accepting any sort of responsibility for this sort of thing. (laughs) Okay, fine. So I send that to the bank and they're like, okay, that's great. The week before closing, so this is just last week, they emailed and said, oh, um, yeah, uh, we see that you haven't filed your, uh, 2016 taxes yet. It was like, uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I really did. <laughs> yes. Me. I filed and paid multiple I paid. times. <laughs> I paid and, and paid and paid again. <laughs> um, they said, oh, okay, well, did you get your refund yet? And then I said, <laughs> refund. <laughs> That's funny. I don't remember last time I got a refund check. Uh, no. <laughs> and then they said, no, I had to pay. They said, oh, okay, well, can you send a copy of the canceled check? <laughs> And I was like, okay, the only canceled che- no, I can't because the <laughs> checks that I sent, well, they bounced and I don't want to open up this can of worms. I said, no, I paid via EFTPS, you know, here's a, a letter from my accountant showing that my, you know, EFT, my electronic filing of the returns was accepted. And uh, here's the receipt, you know, and I was, I was trying to get away from EFTPS. And then of course they asked, well, has the check cleared? Cause they wanted to make sure I had paid my taxes. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, here's the receipt from EFTPS. And my fear was that I was going to show that to them. They were going to see how much I had owed and then said, well, that looks like a lot of money. You didn't use any of the money that you were going to use for this down payment, did you? Because (laughs) we might need to see 
all of your records again and stuff. <laughs> that's exactly what i was expecting uh-huh. and thank god that did not come yeah well yeah i mean it's like and they and i understand it i mean if we look at 2008 2008 happened because mm-hmm. of practices of people that were that were deceiving bankers mm-hmm. making them think that they had money so that they could uh, essentially like run a scheme you know because there were people at that time who were buying houses and flipping houses with money that they didn't have you got rich dad poor dad telling them how they can use somebody else's money to make you rich you know and people were doing that so they swung the whole other way to make it so difficult for for honest people to to do it but wasn't wasn't that also kind of like you know the 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 lender's fault like you know I put pitching all of these zero interest mortgages well yeah <laughs> yeah they were doing they were doing things too but consumers who consumers could more easily lie because mm. whether they were lying to their own detriment you know they weren't mm-hmm. they were not they weren't bad people per se they had poor money management they're like well this will be the most expensive house that we can afford to buy and we can make the payments if we don't ever miss a paycheck <laughs> right <laughs> as long Barely. as yeah yeah no no we'll cut out groceries and no we won't have any kids for 30 years until this house is paid off <laughs> you know? well, that's my strategy <laughs> it's, it's working so far <laughs> <laughs> So good. So far, so good. But yeah, so the it was consumers, it was bank, you know, it, that whole, you know, the more, if you give me a dollar, I can loan thirty. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense. Well, well, I remember when I heard about. Um, and this was like 2007, I think. I, I was listening to, the, to these zero interest loans, and you know, they're like, all you pay is the interest for you know some period of time and i was like okay but that's just going up and then you're not gonna get out of i mean you know like is it it was like i forget you you don't you didn't need to make any payment you just need to pay print that was it no you wouldn't pay the principal so you're just paying the interest for like the first year or two years or or whatever and i was like yeah but but while that's happening, it's still accruing interest, and you know you're essentially paying. You're just lengthening the loan. You know mm-hmm. it's gonna come back and bite you, people. Don't you see how that's kind of not a great thing? And apparently, people didn't see how that wasn't such a great thing. No. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> oh, cool. Well, I think. What else you got? I had gotten not much else. I think it's hot, and I want to uh, I want to take a break, and then I'm going to go to hot yoga tonight. It's not oh. really hot yoga, but it's going to be hot, and it's going to be yoga. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll do that, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. And then I, I think tonight I will uh, I'll try oh a beer update beer update. Mm-hmm. Um. So for Christmas I got some um a bottles a set of bottles for mm-hmm. bottling beer and these are you know brand new fancy nice new rubber seals two or three of the bottles that I made the um the, the seals appeared to have not worked because the beer was totally flat 
Totally flat. Um, totally flat. I yeah. opened up a, another one, though, and I was like, okay, this one tastes like beer. This is what it's supposed to be. And it was bubbly and frothy, as you'd expect. So, is that something I did, or did I just get a bad batch of seals, or what? Well, there's... You shouldn't have. Um, I mean... I would wonder if the if the seal was on there completely to where it was not leaking, meaning it wasn't off shape. But those seals are really big. It's not like you got there's a yeah. lot of tolerance. So yeah, for it to be off, you know, I'd almost wonder if there was like grains in it or you got a bad batch of 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 rubber uh, because those rubber stoppers uh, are the you know the rubber donut that Gaskets you put at the top of the yeah. gasket you know they say don't use them you know more than maybe two or three times because this was the first time <laughs> yes yeah because the oxygen will push through them and with enough pressure they'll actually they'll actually let some air through under high pressure but that wasn't the case i mean it's just kind of weird uh, and and you were you uh, put the priming sugar in the whole batch, mixed that up, and then poured that into the bottles. You didn't prime the bottles individually, right? Correct. Yep, mm-hmm. I learned that lesson. So this is all it should have been uniform. Yeah, it's just kind of weird. Um, it doesn't make doesn't make any sense why it wouldn't be carbonated. Uh, yep. ah, I'm going back to bottle caps. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you uh, use like a real capper? Or were you screw topping? No, this was just the little the the what the 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 Grolsch top or what do you call it? The ones with the yeah yeah the that one. But uh, you're before you were doing that, you were doing the capper. Oh no, the uh, the the very first batch I had was a screw top of plastic bottles, and I only used those once, and then I threw them away. And ever since then, I bought a little capper and cool the real thing it's not the super fancy one it's kind of manual you got to use two hands and you got to be a little careful or you flip the thing and drop it and stuff you know Mm -hmm. so but uh works haven't done that yet yeah i've got the i've got one of those and then i've got one of the ones where you put the bottle in you take the handle and crunch it down and i like that a lot better so it's a lot faster but i'm doing i wasn't i wasn't yeah i wasn't that into it when i was first starting to buy those things so i figured i would wait and Mm -hmm. not take that plunge (laughs) anyway all right then we beer update i think we're good oh tell me about the the recipe that your friend uh his dad made for the wedding so okay. how did you come about with that? Uh, I guess he was going through some of his uh, his old papers and stuff, and uh, his father was a uh, you know used to make his own beer, and this was one I don't remember I don't remember if I had any at the uh, at their wedding, but um, yeah I found some recipes and uh, one of them was the the uh, the bridal ale, mm-hmm. and let me just take a quick look at it here. Open it up, and I will summarize. Um, it says 6.6 M and F light. I'm not sure what that is. This was from 1995. Mm-hmm. He uh, started it on 7.11.95 and bottled it on 7.18. So that's the first thing I noticed is like he only kegged it for a week. Um, but he used, uh, let's see, Irish moss... Uh, two, two ounce number brewer, 40 minutes, one ounce cascade, one minute. I have no idea what any of these things mean. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's uh, so that that was uh you asked me, you know, what do, what do I need to do to the next level? <laughs> Your next level is uh uh learning and understanding why things do what they do and mm-hmm. then then you can start experimenting with with cuz if you don't, if you say, "Okay, well I'm going to try honey in here." If you don't, something goes wrong. You have no idea why it went wrong. You have wrong. no idea what wrong, or you have no idea, like, oh no, no, you wouldn't want to use honey there. Well, why not? Well, this is whatever. You know, I can't think of any real reason why you wouldn't want to use honey, but <laughs> but, <laughs> but like uh, like fresh. Okay, here's a good one. So cherry cherry juice versus cherry extract. You know, you yep. said, hey, I want a I want a cherry flavor to it. I'm gonna put cherries in it. Well, cherries would give you lots of pectin fuzz and probably lots of sediment and probably not a nice mouthfeel. Right. But you can use cherry extract, which will give you the exact flavoring that you wanted with none of the side effects. Right. You know, so, so that's where you are. You're a. It's time for you to become a student of beer brewing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you you figured out the hot pocket of beer brewing. Now you got to figure out how to be the chef. <laughs> That's awesome. I'd like to think I'm a little, I, you know, the hot pocket of beer brewing. I thought that was Budweiser. <laughs> I thought I'm beyond that. <laughs> I'm at least at the Chipotle of hot pot of uh, beer brewing right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, but anyway. Welcome. All right. I think we should wrap this up because it looks like I might have another security incident incident that I need to start tackling. Oh, nice. Never nice. a dull week. Yeah. Oh, brother. So I will let you do the honors. All right. And it's time to hit the big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us. 